And now, on Prophetic Faith. Thank you for tuning in to another week's broadcast here at Prophetic Faith. I'm Pastor Robbie Barrett, and tonight we're going into Volume 4 of the Law of Faith. We've already learned so much about the Law of Faith. Now, the word law is nomos in the Greek, and it simply means it is a state of something that is approved by God. So if I ask you today, what is the state of your health? What is the state of your finances? You would know that I was talking about the condition of your finances or of your health. So when we put the law of faith into motion, it creates a state that is pleasing to God. Now tonight we're going into the volume that's dealing with the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus and how this law has set us free from the law of sin and death. Let's get into this message right now, and I'll see you at the end of the program. Amen. Now let's start at verse 1. I want you to follow with me. It says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the what? The Spirit. Verse 2, For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made you free. Somebody say, I'm free. From what? The law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, condemned sin, stripped its power in the flesh. <clears throat> That the righteousness of the law, what law? The law of the Spirit, might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh. We don't walk like the world. We don't think like them, but after the Spirit. Verse 5, For they that are after the Spirit do mind the things of the flesh. Or they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. They that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. Verse 6, For to be carnally minded is what? Death. What is a guarantee to have the law of sin and death in motion in your life? To be carnally minded. Amen? Is that what you just read too? Alright, but to be spiritually minded. When you have the law of the Spirit in motion, what happens? There is life and peace. How many wants life and peace? Yes, count me in. Verse 7, Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God. It's not subject to the law of faith. It cannot operate. It cannot put it in motion. Neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Let me say that one more time. Those that are in the flesh, that live by sensuality, what they see, what they feel, you know, what's going on around them, 
They cannot please God. Verse 9, But you are not in the flesh, but you are in the Spirit. If so, be that the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, your body is dead because of sin. How many knows that one day your body will go to the grave? Now, how should it go when your work is done? Somebody say amen. Who told you that sickness had to take you out? Why can't we give up the ghost like Jesus did? Hey, 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 come on now. All right. But the, spirit of li- but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. How do we have righteousness? By faith. All right, Num- verse 11. But if the Spirit of Him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken, somebody say quicken, your mortal bodies by His Spirit that dwells in you. Therefore, brethren, we are not debtors. Some might say, we are not debtors. To the flesh, to live after the flesh. For if we live after the flesh, we shall die. The law of sin and death put into motion equals what? Death. But if you, through the Spirit, do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. Verse 14, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. You say, why in the world did you read all that today? Because I needed you to see what happens when these two laws are put into motion. All right, so let's recap. Number one, the law of the spirit of life. What did this teach us? Number one, this law cancels out and overrides the law of sin and death. We've learned for weeks now that just because a law is in place does not mean that it cannot be overrode, right? Gravity can be uh, overpowered. We know that. Many different laws can be overpowered. The law of sin and death. What is the law of sin and death? You can name it. Sickness, disease, poverty, uh, addiction, Uh, oppression, depression. I mean, we can go on and on and on. All these things are the results of the law of sin and death put into motion. If you want to be sure about that, let's back up before Adam and Eve fell. Was there any sickness? Was there any poverty? Was there any depression? Was there any lack? No, there was not. But once the law of sin and death was put into motion, it produced All of these things. So the good news is, is that the law of the Spirit of life sets us free from that. It cancels, it overrides the law of sin and death. Number two, the law of the Spirit causes you to think, talk, and operate at a higher level. What level? God's level. When this law is put into motion, you will begin to think like God. We read that in this passage. You will begin to talk like God. And let me assure you that God is talking way different than what you are hearing on Facebook or hearing around the world or around your job or anywhere else. I promise you that. God is thinking way different than most of the body of Christ is thinking today. Somebody say amen. See, and when we have that law of the Spirit put into motion in our life, we begin to think like Him. We begin to operate like Him. 
Number three, someone with a carnal nature or reasoning cannot operate in this law. Here's the easy example. You could be saved and love Jesus and still have the law of sin and death operating in your life. Amen. You could still be sick. You could still be depressed. You could still battle suicidal spirits. You could still be all these things. Amen. Would you agree with me? So just because you may be saved or you may go to church or this or that does not mean that you have this law working in you. How many knows that you have to have faith to kick this in operation, right? So, so what cancels that out? When we have a carnal mind. Now, when most people think carnal mind, they think, oh, you out here doing something bad or are you going down to the strip club or this or that. No, no, no. You can be carnally minded when you spend more time uh, on social media than you do the Word of God. Come on, somebody. Or when you spend more time watching TV than you do in the presence of God. You can be carnally minded. And that just simply means that you are governed by your senses. Number four. Let's go back to verse 12 and 13 for me, Dave. Look at verse 12 and 13. It says, Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. Verse 13. For if you live after the flesh, you shall die. But if through the Spirit you do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. Now, let's deal with this. When people tell you that you cannot live a life free from sickness and depression and poverty and all these other things, how many people, how many people know that they, they'll tell you that? They'll say, who you think you are? You, you can't do something like that. You just point them back to these two verses. I am no longer a debtor to the things of the flesh. Can somebody say amen? In other words, this is what this is telling you today, this morning, church, is that you do not have to pay the price of sin and death. Why? Because Jesus, come on, help me cry, Jesus paid it all. He paid the price of the the effects of sin and death. So why on earth would I pay those prices too? Amen. Why would I do that? If you're in the McDonald's line and you get up to the the window and somebody says, "Uh, don't worry about paying, somebody in front of you took care of it. What would the point be in you? And that experiences, didn't he? So, so, so what would be the point of you saying, oh, no, no, I know they pay, but let me pay again? Now, would that make any sense? No, it wouldn't make any sense. Jesus bore your sicknesses. The Word tells you this. Come on. The, Jesus, the Bible says that Jesus took your poverty. It says, for our sakes He became poor, that through His poverty we would become rich. Jesus took your depression. He took your addiction. He took all of these things. So why on earth would I continue to be a debtor to it? How many knows when you pay a debt off, you are no longer a debtor? Somebody say amen. So the law of the spirit of life sets me free from this. So when people say, what makes you think you can live this way? Point them to these scriptures. I'm not a debtor to the law of sin and death. I'm not. I don't have to carry sickness on me. I don't have to carry poverty. I don't have to carry depression. I don't have to put up with those things because Jesus has paid that debt for me. 
Now, I should be carrying those things. Amen? When you get right down to it, every one of us were guilty and every one of us deserved these things, but He paid our price. Glory to God. If that don't make you happy, you need to get a revelation. So most, why do most people fight you on this? Let me tell you why. You want to know why? Because for most of us, growing up in church or this or that, we've been taught the law of sin and death. More, far more than we've been taught the law of the Spirit of life. Somebody wave at me if you're getting this. This is what we've been taught. Now, don't, don't misunderstand me. We've been taught to try to avoid these things if possible, but you just never know. Amen? Even the world. There's no, even if you don't know God, there's nobody out there saying, boy, I just wish I would be sick. I just wish I'd be broke and all this other. No, nobody's not. They're not doing that. But even past that, we've been taught, yeah, try to avoid it as much as you can, but you can't stop it. Is that true? This is what we've been taught. And the reason for that is, and, and when you start saying stuff like, you know, I don't have to be sick and God's my provider and all this other stuff and, and, and you know, I'm not going to go through this, people will get mad at you. I mean, they'll, they'll be ready to fight you because we've been taught the law of sin and death. Yeah, praise the Lord, Jesus came, He died for our sins, and one day all this is going to be over. But until then, we got to struggle, we got to wheeze through life. We, I mean, we just got to barely scrape by, and one day we're going to go to Beulah Land. This is what people's been taught. But if you've been here long enough, I've shown you in the Word, not my opinions, not how I feel about it. I've showed you the Word, that that is not the case for you. That Jesus did not just give you victory in the life to come. He has given you victory in this life now. Can we put our hands together and give God some praise in this house today? He's given us victory right now also. Okay, so the law of the Spirit produces life and peace. Now what did we learn about a law? When it is put into motion, it will automatically produce that, right? Again, let's go back to that. I have to use this every week. Nobody woke up this morning thinking, well, I wonder if the law of gravity is going to work. I wonder if the law of motion is going to work. No, you don't, you don't wonder about these things. Because you know that once these laws are put into motion, they will produce that. Well, guess what? It is a guarantee that when we put the law, the spirit of life, into motion, it's going to produce what? Life and what else? Peace. Glory to God. Verse 11. Verse 11. It says, But if the Spirit of Him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by His Spirit that dwelleth in you. Now, <clears throat> then you've got another group of people that wants to say all this is talking about what is to come into our lives, right? Meaning that one day Jesus is going to come back. We're going to be like Him. We're going to have life and peace. We're going to have victory. He's going to quicken our mortal bodies. A lot of people like to put this with the resurrection. Come on. And they want to push everything in the future. But what I'm going to show you today that the law of the Spirit 
and of life is in effect right now. Has nothing to do with the resurrection. Has nothing to do when Jesus is coming back. But it is in effect right now because He put it into motion. And all who will tap into that law. How? By the Spirit of God dwelling in us and us living by faith. This is what it will produce. Now how do I know that? Because it says, I will quicken your mortal body. How many has a mortal body right this second? Raise your hand. You've got a mortal body right this second. Yes, you are a spirit being. But right now, you have authority on this earth because you have a body. It gives you authority. It gives you jurisdiction on this earth. Okay, so therefore, guess what? The, that spirit of the or that law of the spirit of life is wanting to do something in our mortal body when right now how many need some quickening in their mortal body there are many people i guarantee you there are many loved ones that you have many friends that you have that need some quickening in their mortal body they need life to come to this body this word quicken here is zupoel, which means the Lord infuses life. That word life is zoe life. Anywhere you see life in the Scripture, it is the word zoe. And that does not just pertain to spiritual things or when you get to heaven, eternal life, but that also has to do, and you can look this up for yourself, zoe life affects your natural state of being also. Alright, so watch this. This means to quicken, it means the Lord infuses eternal life, Zoe life, into us each time we receive and obey by faith. Uh-oh, here we go. Now I'm reading you the definition. You can look this up for yourself. Alright, this enables us living with God... So when the law of the Spirit of life is in motion in our life, it, is, it enables us to live with God, not just for Him. Alright, His self-existent, all-powerful life overcomes, watch this, listen to this, all the deadly effects of sin. <laughs> Woo! So when He says that the Spirit... The law of the Spirit of life is put into motion. It quickens your mortal body. When this life is coming through you, it shuts down every deadly effect of sin. Can anybody in here by the sound of my, fo sound of my voice think of any deadly effects of sin? We could name it all day. Right? We can look around in the world and see all the people hurting and struggling and all that. Those are the deadly effects of sin. Okay, well watch this. I didn't tell you this. The Word told you this. That God quickens, gives you power to shut down the deadly effects of sin in your life. What makes you think that you can live in health and, and peace and joy and prosperity and all this other What makes you think you can do that? Because this life quickens me. Are y'all seeing what I'm saying now? This life quickens you. 
It causes you to cancel out the deadly effects of sin. Is there anybody in here by the sound of my voice? Here's a good example that has had a past of drugs or alcohol or something like that. And right now, your bodies should be destroyed. But God has canceled out. Come on, somebody help me. But God has canceled out the effects of your past. When that life came into you, it canceled out the deadly effects of sin. A great preacher that I listen to all the time, Jesse Duplantis, he said he used to drink a fifth of whiskey a day for years. Yeah. He said, I used to smoke dope. He said, I used to take trips and never leave my house. And he said he went to the doctor one time and the doctor said, your liver should be absolutely gone. But do you realize that when he got saved, he had no effects of his past? What is that, church? That is that eternal life infused into him, canceling out the deadly effects of sin. (laughs) So how, when, when sin is running rampant around you, and you see other people, you're seeing the effects of it on their life, how can you go through there and be unaffected? By the law of the Spirit of life. Now, don't misunderstand me. I'm not telling you that the enemy won't come and try to attack you. He will. He will try to challenge you on this, but you will win. Amen. You will win. All right. So in no way should we be living like everybody else in the natural world. I said all of that to tell you this. There is no way, if we have the law, the spirit of life in motion in our life, there is no way that we should be receiving the same results of those who do not know God. Romans 8.1 declares that the law of the spirit of Christ in Christ Jesus has set us free from the law of sin and death. Now what does that mean? So many people think that that just means that one day we're going to have eternal life. But as you do the research and as you study this word out, what this simply means is that yes, eternal life has been won to us through Christ Jesus, but He has also set us free from the penalties and the effects of sin here and now also. What are the the law of sin and death. When that law is put into motion, what does it produce? Sickness, poverty, depression, oppression of the enemy, right? All the, the negative bad things that you see on the earth right now is a result of the law of sin and death in motion. Now, as we learn and as we're going to continue to learn in this series and in this sermon is that the this law that when we put the law of faith into motion, it sets us free, cancels out the law of sin and death. So I'm going to simply tell it to you like this, that because of what Jesus did on the cross and dying and raising again to victory, it has set you free to such a degree that you do not have to be sick, you do not have to be broke, you do not have to be in depression, You do not have to live a life of misery and chaos and all these other things. Now I know and I understand that that's what many people may have told you. 
but that is simply not the truth. That there are great men and women of God that have been in the past and even now that have exercised the law of faith, that, have, that has used the law of, of the spirit of life to cancel out the effects of sin. And we see many miracles and signs and wonders. And let me tell you something right now. God is still doing it today. I want to pray for you right now. Whatever that you believe in God for, whether it's healing in your body, a miracle in your finances, a loved one to get saved, let me tell you something right now. In God's eyes, it's already finished. You say, well, wait a minute. I sure don't see it manifesting in my life. I don't see the results of it. Here comes your part. It's your job to exercise your faith and to know that it's already done in the Spirit. Now you have to use the law of faith to pull it into the natural. So let's pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for the finished work of what Jesus did for us. He canceled out all the effects of sin. So Father, I pray right now that for people that are still seeing the effects of that in their life, Father, I thank you that they have heard this message. And through this message, Lord, they have a revelation that it does not have to be this way. So Father, I release the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus in them right now. It's already in them. I release it out of them, Father. That as, they, that as this is released, Father, my God, the finished work of the kingdom is being produced in their life. We praise you right now for the results. We thank you that we are healed. We thank you that we are blessed. We thank you that we are delivered. It's already done. And we praise you for it now in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. I want to take this time right now to thank our faith partners for your continued giving and support to this ministry. We are on here right now. I'm recording these things right now because of your faithful giving and partnership of this ministry. And if you have been watching this program for quite some time now, now we've already been on here for probably two or three years now, and you can say this message, these programs really bless me, they really strengthen my faith, why don't you pray about becoming a faith partner? So as you partner with this ministry, it allows us to get on other networks, other programs, different ways to get this word out. Because I'm telling you, there are so many people that don't know the goodness of God, and they need to know. This is what the word gospel means, good news. So faith partners, thank you again for your continued support of this ministry. And to all those who write us, call us, just needing prayer, having a question, or just simply saying, you know what, your program really blesses us. Thank you for that. And until then, keep walking by faith. Don't you dare give up. God's going to see you through. We'll see you next time. Be blessed. If you would like to become a faith partner, please contact us at P.O. Box 264, Tazewell, Virginia 24651. You may also reach us at 276-971-2333. You may also request information at AccelerateFaith.org. Our email for faith partners are faithpartner at acceleratefaith.org as well.
believe the law. Yes, Lord, yes. We command it in the name of Jesus. The devil is a liar.